This is Alex Massa, and you're listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Bob Nolly. Yes, they are. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Howdy, folks. How are you? I'm so glad to hear that. Alex is off today. It's just me here today. I hope you all are doing well. Oh, it's been great. It's been great. I just talked to somebody in uh, in the Pittsburgh area this morning. It's snowing there. I'm so sorry to hear that. I keep talking about the weather, but this has been really weird. All right, it's beautiful here in the, in the Mid-Atlantic now. Uh, the, but that's not Pittsburgh. That's not the Mid-Atlantic. Okay, first things first. Uh, thank you guys for all your kind words. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks to uh, the comment from uh, ADHD Rewired. Thanks for that. Erica, thanks for your comment. Dave Line Gang, thank you all who commented since the last show. We're up to 57, got a goal of 100. If you like what we're doing, if you like what we're doing, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take the time to go into iTunes and leave us a nice rating and review, and, I'd, and I'll, I'll give you a shout out. Enjoy hearing from you. Got lots of exciting things about ready to happen here. I just realized uh, today uh, is a good day to talk to you, just you and me, for a little bit. And the reason is, you know, the last uh, show we did uh, that Alex and I were talking, we, we kind of hit on a gold mine of thoughts here. And, you know, I just want to reiterate for everyone that listens why we're doing this show at all. You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that, you know, are, I'll just say frustrated, and I'll say lowercase f frustrated, you know, with their jobs. And they're, they, they feel like they want to be able to do more. You know, it could be in terms of the entire holistic view of where they are. You know, they're, you're sitting there and you, and you have a great job and you're able to provide for your family, but you keep getting passed over for the chance to get a promotion or get to the corner office or, or to get more responsibility and to, to get the financial rewards that usually come with that. And you can't figure it out. Why? Because, I mean, you know your stuff. You know your stuff. Whatever it is that you do, whether it's in technology or whether it's in sales, you're hitting your number. You're getting the job done, but you want to do more. And it's not for selfish reasons. It's not like you feel like whoever has the most toys wins. It's, it's because there are people you want to provide for. There are things that are important. You're looking at your children if you have a family that are growing up and you want to be able to send them to college, the college that they want to go to because they're smart kids one day. Even if you've never been to college, you want a chance to go get your degree or finish that degree. Or your wife does. If you're lucky enough to have your parents still alive, that's great. That's really a blessing. But at some point you see you may be in a position to have to care for them. And you want to be able to do that. Now, if you have all of those things that I've just listed raining down upon you, you really have to have your feet underneath you to be able to deal with that. But even if it's just one of those things, it's a driver to you. What's the difference? You Are you being the best 
in your job that you can? Are those key skills and those key relationship skills, are, are you taking care of those? And if, if you fall into that group anywhere, whether you're a corporate guy or a sidepreneur or an entrepreneur, that's why I made this show. That's why I did this show. This show's for you. Oh, this show's for you. And the comments we made last time, a couple of things that just resonated with, with Alex and me. Number one, all of the success you have in your life, and I just bought up the financial side of things to support all the people you want to support and to have a great quality of life later in life, all of those things you want to do. Your, your worth is 85% tied to your interpersonal skills. And for the most part, that's what we talk about. For the most part. 15% is tied to your technical skills. Now, granted, you know, if you go career to career, job description to job description, those percentages may change. But even if it's a 10% differential, you know, 75%, 85% of what you end up being worth is attributable directly to your interpersonal skills. That's a lot to consider. That's a whole lot to consider. And then the second point, the second point was if you are at a point in your career where your job's at risk, and we've said this many times, in the past, you get on with a company and you'd be there forever. Can you continue to perform, do well, move up through the ranks? You could be there for 35 years. And when you were ready to retire, you'd have a retirement and they'd celebrate your retirement, the classic gold watch gift. But the contract isn't like that anymore. Alex and I talked about the differential of the number of jobs we each expect to have over careers. Hers is dozens. Mine is probably less than a dozen. So the contract changes. People today want to do more. And as marketing and the global economy and other concerns tend to flatten organizations, depending on the industry. Right now, the economy is making a bit of a comeback. It's on the optic. Uh, jobs are growing in some sectors. But some places, people are still in flattening organizations. And that gets tougher. If you find yourself on the outside, that's very difficult. But if you find yourself left behind on the inside, that you still have a job, but you are now being called on to do so much more. So what are those skills you need? Well, the second point I was just starting to make was the fact that you need to really develop the skills that they can't replace. They can't hire artificial intelligence. They can't hire a robot to replace your job. You know what they are? Your interpersonal skills your networking skills, your ability to create relationships, your ability to create productivity out of your team, your ability to solve conflict, your negotiation skills. No robot is going to replace any of those. So focus on those. And when you do focus on those, that's, that's the reason we're here. That's the whole conversation we're having. 
have have I done the wrong thing setting up the premise that we're just sitting on the front porch talking to these issues in a in a very casual way? Should I be a little bit more loud and strident about it? Yeah, I don't think so. I want to deliver it in a way that is accessible to everyone. Now, I, I talked about the kind of the kind of person in the situation that I, you know, wrote the show for, created this for. And thank you. I get to stop right now. Thank you all for all your good wishes because clearly we've hit a nerve because a lot of people are listening. And I thank every single one of you. But clearly we struck a nerve here and this is important to a good bunch of folks. And I and I really want to encourage everybody to not let it in there. You know, take care of those important things, those key relationships everywhere in your life. Okay, that's it. That's a little rant for today. I uh I do want to talk about one thing here. I uh I, I talked about in the last time we got together, I talked about a servant leadership. Lots of good feedback on that. If you weren't familiar with that, that's something to consider. So go check out that episode as well, number 27. But, you know, a couple of times I've mentioned, you know, we get, we're going to get to emotional intelligence soon. And, uh, and now's the time. I think now's the time to do that. Uh, for, for me, emotional intelligence came up with the idea of, uh, I started reading about this concept when I was doing some leadership work and the guy I started reading was Daniel Goleman. Now, lots of folks, lots of folks all the way back to Ruben Barron and more. I'm not going to list them all here cause that's not the point we're looking at, you know, what made successful people in corporations more successful. And they come up with these lists of traits of the leaders and there'd be, you know, dozens, a couple of dozen different traits. But the things that make up emotional intelligence, where you call it EQ or uh, EI, you know, I've, I've probably called them both. But this emotional intelligence almost accounts for, you know, 20% kick over your technical skills and how you were judged as being productive in your job. Uh, Follow-up studies to his, you know, from his better, David McClellan, 20% more, 20% more. And that held true in the U.S. as well as uh, in Europe and Asia. Folks at the senior level with higher EI are much more successful. Okay, what's the secret? Let's crack open the box. What is the secret? To EI. Well, there are a couple of sets of traits here. And the first one is self-awareness. <laughs> and it's more than just the phrase, know thyself. You just have to know what you're like and how you'll react. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And if you go, if you care enough to go take the Myers Briggs and figure out what your MBTI is and exactly what that means, you're, that's commitment to your self awareness. That's knowing who you are. That helps you try to figure out the situations that'll be right in your wheelhouse in which you'll excel and do great stuff. 
It'll make you aware of the situations that will really be a challenge for you. Coleman talks about the person that takes this great job with a huge salary, knowing that it's not quite the fit for them, but, you know, it, it's worth the risk. And more often than not, that ends up horribly. Yeah, it's a great salary, but for way too short a while, it turns out. It's all about candor, knowing yourself, knowing yourself. You know, a big, a big proponent of candor is, is one of the biggest corporate names of the 20th century, Jack Welch, former chairman of, uh, of GE. And, you know, you, what he says about candor, he says this, you know, you have to ask yourself if you're contributing to an atmosphere of truth and trust. Uh, if there's a healthy culture, you uh, you want to be a person that says what they mean and do what they say. Sure, we've we've heard that for a long time, that your actions align with your words. Now, some people, you know, don't do that. Uh, and sometimes the boss will give a free pass to somebody who's, in, in Jack Welch's own words, a jerk. And... Uh, they usually do that because they're superstars. They're the super salesmen. But in the end, in the longer run, they value folks that show integrity. By saying the truth, speaking the truth, taking actions that align with their words and that are a good fit for the culture. So you have to know yourself. Uh, and when you know yourself, the second part of emotional intelligence is self-management. Yeah, these are our emotions. And lots of our emotions are really tied to our impulses. So self-regulation, uh, it just means you have to recognize what your emotions do, how you're likely to react, and be in control of your impulses. And when you, when you could do that, you seem fair. You seem trustworthy. You seem approachable. Yeah, we've had episodes. We've talked a lot about conflict recently. We talked about politics and uh, and and disagreements in teams. But if you can reduce that, productivity for that unit goes through the roof. And when you can have this self-regulation of how you respond, you can, you can adapt to change. You realize how you react to change. And the pace of change today, of course, is just manic. It's maniacal. And if you know how you react to that and can manage that, you'll be in a much better place. It enhances your integrity. It enhances your integrity. So if you have good self-regulation, what is that like? Uh, you don't see somebody with self-regulation flying off the handle. I mean, you know, somebody that, you know, has a, a real short fuse and is a leader that can be characterized as passionate, perhaps. Yeah, that's one thing. But, you know, if that, if you're not expecting that response, uh, 
you may seem charismatic, but you don't seem very approachable then. Here's the one thing rooted in uh, self-management that's important. Your motivation. You have to know what your goals are. And you have to focus all the positive emotions that you could come to bear with on what your goals are. And then you'll start achieving them. You'll start achieving them. Okay. The first two we just talked about are internal to you. And now for the third point of emotional intelligence, we have to turn to the outside and talk about what, you know, quite frankly, I've stacked is the number one leadership trait on top of all the traits of good leaders, and that being empathy. Oh, yeah. Empathy, it's, it's very easy to see this. We see it in a teacher. We see it in friends. We've seen a lack of it in somebody that doesn't care for the situation we're in. And if you're a leader, it doesn't mean you have to feel the same way that your team does. It just means you have to recognize it and be sensitive to it and take action because of that recognition. Why is that important today? Oh my gosh. We do so much teamwork. There are so many matrix or semi-matrixed organizations and the use of teams, particularly virtual teams, is so great that empathy is a key to success for all of that teamwork. There have been a ton of studies, particularly with virtual teams, people working in in geographic areas spread around the globe. And the leader of any particular team, the one most likely to emerge as the leader is the one with the highest emotional intelligence. That's really key. And you could test for this when you choose somebody, when you're hiring. So why don't you test for this? So the increasing use of teams and it goes without saying, you have you have so so few times to hire somebody that you want to join your group. You have to be really smart about that. In the corporate scenario, you know, if you don't make good hiring decisions, the cost the cost of the churn just eats away resources that could be used more effectively. The churn just gets too expensive. So you want somebody that can bring value to the organization. And lead a team, somebody that can handle the emotions, their own emotions, and the emotions of their team members. It's important. And the fourth piece of emotional intelligence, and the last one we'll deal with today, social skills. Okay, this is clearly, uh, you know, one of the outward-pointing skills, the first two being Inward pointing, self-management. This is all about managing relationships with others. And it's more than just being friendly. You know, if you've got this skill, your, your, your social circle, your professional circle, it's pretty broad. And here's what you can do. Somebody that has great social skills, it's not that they can network. It's that they can really build rapport. 
And when you build that rapport, you tend to be better at managing those relationships. Uh, you know, people that have this skill, sometimes they seem to be uh, not working, even when they should be working. But they are working on their relationships. Now, I don't mean somebody that's leaning against the metaphorical water cooler and not getting anything done. But those relationships are key. And it's considered a key leadership skill in most companies. People want to know that you can act and be effective with folks at every level. And, and that's important. Social skills, empathy, self-awareness, self-management. That, that's a lot to consider in just, uh, you know, a 20-minute dose here. But it's that important. We are going to talk a lot more about this. Uh, I'll link up to uh, Daniel Goldman's work and articles he's done. It is great stuff. And uh, we've actually reached out to have him on the show. And that would be great if he could come uh, share his, his thoughts with us. So what do you think? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Here's what I want you to do. Come to our webpage, click on the box to join the conversation, and you're going to hear from us about emotional intelligence. Folks, you know, somebody, somebody mentioned me the other day. They just said, this is great stuff. Thank you so much for doing this. And I went, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We're so glad you found us. Uh, they said, a lot of this, though, I feel like I could, I could just find in a book. And I went, you know, y- you really can't. You can find it in a book. And, you know, I, I kind of joke and I've talked to our interview guests about it as well. You know, I talk about what are the books by your bedside? You know, folks in this field, they got a stack of business books there and a couple of novels. It's a fun reading in there. The beach reads, I like to call them. They're there too. But you just can't read it and learn it. You know, you can't. You can't do it. For example, would you like to own a vineyard? I just plucked this out of the air. I don't know where that came from. Would you like to own a vineyard? Great. Here's here's the book on uh, on what you have to think about the history of vineyards and what it takes. Get to the end of the book. Do you know how to do that? Well, no, you don't. You have to do it. You have to do it. The only real learning comes through the body, through doing it. I really believe that. And the first part of that is having the discussion about it. That's why folks like me and the leadership freak and Richard Ryerson and, and Daniel Goldman, that's why, you know, that's why we're doing this, to keep the conversation going. A lot to think about, huh? Well, the folks that are listening, you guys are taking the first step. I think it's great. Oh my gosh. Everyone have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. From Bob, Bob, Bob. Folks, we've opened the box on emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-management, empathy, and social skills. We'll talk about ways you can improve all of these in the future. Check us out on Twitter at Bob Nolly and at Lab Leadership. 
We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend.